0: Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of We Need to Talk. We are in week two of our Road to the Election series. Joining me again this week, we have musician Ian Felchlin, Hello. And American government professor and the founder of Justice Warriors Academy, Ndidi Amati. Hey there. And our special guest this week is comedian and activist, my friend, Dana Goldberg.
1: Oh, hi. it's so good to see you again. Yes, it's So nice to meet too. the two of you. Oh, my goodness.
0: Likewise. So this past week, you guys.
1: <laughs> was the longest 10 years of my
2: life.
0: <laughs> since, we have, since last
2: week. Yes, <laughs> we,
0: we, we have so much to talk about. So let's just dive right in. So Amy Coney Barrett hearings, the confirmation hearing started and I, I watched as much as I could without throwing up. Um, but <laughs> they were, um, a, a lot happened. And, and mm. I, I will say that I left not feeling good, honestly. Um, and I'm just, I'm personally not a fan. I don't really know any better way to put it. I'm not a fan. I I understand the fears and concerns that a lot of people have. I think that she was very smart in how she was able to dodge her, uh, answers, uh, with the questions. I wasn't a fan of the line <laughs> of questioning either. I do think that they should have been, um, a little stricter with her and really pushed, but, um, Uh, I want to hear your your feedback. So Dana, I'm actually going to start with you. What was your takeaway from watching the hearings?
1: Uh, First thing I'll say is, blessed be, thank you. Uh, (laughs) Because, oh my God, she's terrifying. (laughs) Okay, listen. I know they're saying they're attacking her religion, but her religion is basically a cult. Um, You know, we on the left have no problem with Catholics. Joe Biden's a Catholic, several of the Supreme Court justices, Catholics. uh, We've supported This isn't about her religion. It's about Her belonging to a religion that thinks women should be subservient, that thinks LGBTQ people should not have equal rights, that she says she's, quote, an originalist of the Constitution, which means she herself should not even be running for the Supreme Court, if that's true.
2: 100%.
1: So what is my takeaway? I think that um, Senator Whitehouse, if you watched his 10 minutes that he used very wisely on day two, this thing is being controlled by dark money. Um, The person that actually put her up as the Supreme Court nominee uh, got a tremendous donation from someone in the millions, and this has been in the works for a very long time. They were touting her as a candidate before she was even put forth. Mm. I think this whole thing is a ruse, and I'm really disappointed. Uh, Rest her soul. I was hoping uh, she would make it past the election, but she's been fighting for us, RBG, for so many years. Mm. It's just I'm so tired of the chips falling uh, in this guy's direction. It's yeah, unbelievable. It really, really is. So to sum that up, she's a candidate, I think is unqualified. Uh, the fact that I understand people forget certain things, you know, um, Perry forgot that he was, you know, the Department of Energy head. he wanted to get rid of that one and forgot it, what it was in the debate. But when you were running for the Supreme Court justice and you cannot mention, you, you don't know the five freedoms and the First Amendment and you refuse to look like you studied and have a blank notepad in front of you, I'm insulted that you did not prepare more for this hearing.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And Didi, what about you?
3: Absolutely. I've been listening to the hearings in and out, and I haven't really been impressed with anything that she had to say. Um, It's a slap in the face for RGB and the people who come after her, for her to be her replacement. So it, it, places a lot of fear in people to think what's going to happen with these decisions that she's going to be swaying in her direction and her 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 side's direction it's actually it's it's very scary it's very frightening and i think a lot of people are afraid right now
0: ian i know we talked a little bit and you you seem pretty confident that she is going to get confirmed
2: yeah i mean i, I don't think there's any doubt that she will and that mm-hmm. there ever was any doubt i mean i think her as a person uh, you know it's it's pretty obvious that she's for all intents and purposes, a Republican plant mm-hmm. on the court. I mean, I think it's even foolish to consider her anywhere close to Scalia, regardless of any previous relationship they may have had, because say what you will about him, he wasn't, at least for most of it, wasn't part of this extreme, you know, almost intentionally provocative branch of the Republican Party. And it's obvious to me, like, like you know, Senator Whitehouse touched upon, but it's obvious to me that she is... Really, only there to apply judgment within the parameters of what the conventional Republican Party wants when they're leaning towards the extreme ends they are now. I mean, the the hearings themselves is kind of a tough one. I I agree with you. I didn't. I was not impressed with the line of questioning. Um, I was more comically impressed that it almost became like an ad for Lindsey Graham to save his campaign, (laughs) Um, let alone all the other weird Republican, like, diatribes and, and, you know, asides. Like, part of it felt like really bad, like, white Shakespeare. And Mm. I say white (laughs) meaning, like, uneducated, like, just, oh, it's, you know, they're doing these, like, asides, like you would see in Hamlet or something, but it's about their campaign or about the president or it's just just ridiculous things like that. I mean the the challenge I felt with the with the hearings is that the Democrats had to know that there was no way that they're gonna that anything they do or say is gonna prevent her from getting confirmed. Right. Unless by some you know miracle one of the handful of possibles um, on the Republican side have a change of heart and decide to not uh, confirm her. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's these were you know, it felt like a final interview at a job that you knew you had. It was a done deal. pretty much. Yeah, I would have liked to see them press her harder on some stuff simply. So the information was out there. Like you guys said, I mean, I feel like she got away too easy with evading a question and then moving on, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it almost felt like they were allowing her. They felt it felt like they were allowing her to like be shifty and that that was enough. But I feel like they could have really like, taking a page from, I know it's this, another topic tonight, but taking a page from the Trump town Hall moderator where she just would not let him get away with stuff, you know what no, I mean? And yeah. I feel like they're, they're you know, if, if we know we're gonna be stuck with this woman for however long, like, let's try to force her to, to lay it all out.
1: Not even that he didn't push her, they've allowed her to amend her Senate paperwork right. after omission <laughs> right. after omission, I don't know how many times, so she can amend her paperwork, but apparently we're not allowed to amend the Constitution. <laughs> like, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard.
0: I was just going to say, you know, I, people make rules for themselves, for other people, but they don't ever apply yeah, to them. And, That's and just I what do, the situation is.
2: Yeah, and, and I feel like there was some thought on the Democrat side that maybe this isn't a battle, they their primary battle right now. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of was like an exercise in showing opposition to something, but there was not actual like push behind it. And that's not to say that any of them don't actually feel she's not qualified, but it just felt like they were going through the motions of of opposing a Republican nominee, which obviously they've done a lot in the past few years.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I I would have liked to have seen more. I think that uh, Senator Klobuchar, Amy's questioning was phenomenal Uh, when she did hers. Harris always pushed us back and, White House, but I believe, I agree with you. I think they just felt like she's gonna get confirmed. This is a exercise in futility, but people are watching. Millions Mm -hmm. of people are watching. Tell us how dangerous she is. Mm -hmm. Push back as hard as you can. I feel like, and some people have said, and listen, I don't, I'm not saying we need to get dirty, but Democrats in general just are not fighters in the sense of going head to head the way they play it. And all we have to do is spew facts. I mean, truly, to fight back as hard as we can, all we have to do is use our own words against them, Mm -hmm. and sometimes I just don't even feel like we go that far.
0: You know, we have painted ourselves as the party of morality, that that's Mm -hmm. why they don't want to. It's exactly what Michelle Obama said, you know, when they go low, you go high. But sometimes Mm -hmm. it's like, you need to go low. I
3: think, (laughs) yeah.
0: I mean, we're at that point. Go ahead, Ndidi. We're at
3: that point. I think I saw something funny on social media. Um, someone said that when they go low, I'm going to hell because it's <laughs> like, we can't. <laughs> I'm not going to go high or medium because at, right now we kind of need to fight fire with fire, even with the first presidential debate. And then Trump was just playing dirty as he always does. And, and Biden tried, but he kind of just sunk down to his level and like and was like, shut up. And sometimes you kind of need to yeah. just tell a joker to shut up because I feel like it's very unfair to the American people when we're not getting what we deserve, honestly, to kind of just wash our hands and to be like, well, they're gonna get what they get anyway. It's
2: unfair. Yeah. I think at some point, at some level today, we want the morality and the being nice and the going high, but we also want like authenticity. Mm -hmm. Like if somebody says that to you on the street, you're not just gonna like, okay, it's fine, whatever. You know, it doesn't mean you get in a fight, but you, you, the natural human inclination is to say something back or to, to call them out on to, it, yeah. to return yeah. Yeah. The, the equal force. And I just don't think that somehow they, the Democratic Party, who people in office have learned to do that in the mm-hmm. past four years.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know if that will change it, um, if, yeah, if right. Biden is elected, but it, they do need to kind of just, you know, step up a little bit with, with that, with hitting them back.
1: Mm-hmm. I think what's happening, and uh, people can argue with me about this because it's just a theory, is that so social media has taken over. And so the talking pieces of a lot of politicians are amplified by Twitter. Well, a lot of people running social media now are of the younger generation that understand how to use it, manipulate it more. We see AOC do it very, very well, but there's a younger generation. And I think that organically after the election, it might not necessarily be Biden, but it's the people behind yeah. Biden that are his talking piece and getting his message out that know how to use this more effectively because we with the pandemic i mean we've seen it with our parents like when i try and you know facetime my mom i can see the ceiling her nostril and her glasses and i'm like okay we gotta teach now we have to teach an entire generation how to use technology yeah that's
2: a whole that's a whole nother podcast yeah being a former employee of apple and working at the genius bar like i just i I love I love older people, but come on.
0: It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a different face timing. But they have, but they too. have, yeah.
1: <laughs> they are picking it up. They're being forced yeah. to, they're yeah. being forced to change. And that's what's I think gonna happen nationally is, with this pandemic and, and with the way social media and technology, we're just being forced to change. And I feel like pe- on people's teams, it may not be Biden directly because he's, you know, he is he is older, but he's also pretty hip. Like Biden catches on with stuff mm-hmm. and he's able to do it, I think, uh, more quickly than most because he has been. But yeah, I, I agree with you, Ian, completely. I, I think that we need to, you know, I don't want to do an eye for an eye, but at the same time, why not? You know, if it's equal, yeah. equal ground, let's yeah. do it. Yeah, might be a
0: a good marketing campaign. If Trump can tweet, you can too.
3: Yeah, or an eye for an eye. Let's go for that. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) my slogan. So, so in terms of
0: of of Amy Coney Barrett getting confirmed, do you think the concerns about you know Roe versus Wade and uh, marriage equality being overturned
1: are legitimate? A hundred percent. Um, You know, definitely healthcare, huge issue. She's already written things. Uh, she's gone up against the ACA. We know that this is this are, there's a reason she was chosen. So to mm-hmm. pretend that there's not a reason she was chosen and this right. is just a, a roll of the dice is completely absurd. Uh, with LGBTQ uh, issues, listen, she comes from a religious if you will background fine we'll call it a religion uh that does not believe in equal rights that does not believe that we should have equal protection under the law and um it, it is it is scary you know i mean she's got what five or seven kids and i'm not there's no shot on this but if it is closer to seven there's you know a good percentage that one of those kids just like you know the duggers is playing for the lg you know the lg <laughs> right <kids. laughs> right right um it it just her her ideologies are are terrifying i think mm. for marginalized communities across the board and i do believe that roe versus wade is in danger she's been very clear about this and to yeah. pretend that she yeah. hasn't that's that was my frustration with the hearings is that yeah. you know people pretending oh come on she's not going to do that i'm like there's a reason you chose this candidate right. trump was very clear White House said over and over, it is in the Republican and the GOP platform for 2016-2020 mm-hmm. to appoint judges that are going to overturn Roe v. Wade, mm-hmm. overturn Obergefell, and overturn the Affordable Care Act. So mm-hmm. it's not like they're hiding this. It's mm-hmm. just for some reason right. the the press is ignoring it.
0: Mm-hmm. And I and I also got the impression just during the hearings that in her answer she was very very careful on how she mm-hmm. answered it, without saying yes I would overturn this, yes I am against mm-hmm. this, but it. it I think if people really pay attention, they would know what she actually is saying. So I do agree. I do think it is a legitimate concern and a legitimate fear that people have. And, you know, if you are, if you're in that community, if you're a woman, if you're a person of color, I think you have right to be scared right now, to be honest.
3: Absolutely. It is a legitimate fear. And like Dana said, she accurately stated, Trump has been very clear about his plans. Um, that's, I think that's why his base likes him because what he, he does what he says he's going to do, whether it's detrimental or not. And he has been very clear. So I think that people should be alerted as to what they're saying they're going to do because they're going to push for it with every fiber of their being. So it it is very concerning. I mean, um, one of the conversations I have with a lot of people that um, I talk to is that we do not live in a theocracy. So whatever your religion is, it shouldn't be imposed on other people. Yeah. And the law shouldn't be imposed on other people too. Mm-hmm. This is a democracy.
0: Oh, I was just gonna say, you know, I was having a conversation with someone just in terms of how people vote. And people vote with their morals, and a lot of people's mm-hmm. morals are, you know, crafted because of their religion, but that's such an issue. <laughs> it's, it's such an issue. issue. People <laughs> don't know how to differentiate between what mm-hmm. is right just for society and democracy and what is right for you personally.
2: And- well, I think I think the idea that any of it is actually based in religion is complete garbage. It's based mm. in control. Mm. It's because the if you can if you can take away the rights to abortion, if you can take away equal rights for LGBTQ um, and you can do anything really to hamper the rights of people of color, you're controlling those populations. You're right. also kind of controlling the white population as well because you're feeding them what, you, what you, you know they want to be told and what you want them to hear. And the idea that it's based in religion is simply taking a, an originalist view of the Bible or cherry picking context from the Bible and using it as the veil Behind which you hide this control, and that's why I think that, for as much as they want to say that her weird religious group is not a cult or is not the inspiration for *Handmaid's Tale*, which it isn't—the actual one, despite similarities. The fact is that it's it's using religion as a tool to control, which is exactly what happens in that book. You know, know they, what I mean?
1: Yeah, it, it's sorry, it's just yeah. no it,
2: no it's okay. I mean, it, my thought is just that's what what is very, very, very frustrating on top of us. The really frustrating cherry on top of this shit Sunday is that <laughs> it's not, It's none of it's actually because of religion. None of it's actually because of the reasons they say it. It's all so they can control people of color, people in the LGBTQ community and the country in general, because the more that they can use these laws to change, to you know, dictate what you can do with healthcare, dictate what you can do with your own body, dictate what kind of rights you have compared to other citizens, their you know their hand is stuck in the middle of all the the strands it's just disgusting
1: the argument as well, that we're using, you know, people are saying, you know, because the the right is all going, the left saying she's racist. Well, I never saw anything right. about that, but all of a sudden they're throwing that in there, which is ridiculous because they're like, she adopted two, you know, black children. I'm like, yeah, and you know what? There was a lot of slave owners that had sex with their slaves, so maybe we right. shouldn't have this conversation. Right. Yeah. And then they talk about her children. Oh, she's, cause she's such an incredible, why is this a line of questioning? I have no idea. Charlotte climber an incredible trans activist, said, I have no idea how many children Roberts has because it never came up why are we right. even talking about this you can't tell me how many kids roberts has i don't even know if he has children he could God's be a sake. eunuch we don't even know you no know <laughs> idea don't know if he's got a penis don't care if he has a penis i mean they don't talk about these things they don't but men don't. when they're up yep. for positions they just don't or
3: how it's, about the question yeah. about who does the laundry i was home? just gonna bring oh that my God. up <laughs> i was like yeah uh,
2: <laughs> what <laughs> What?
0: Like, I don't care what side you're on, that question's
2: offensive. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's, the, that, it's any I attempt know. they can take to reinforce what they view as the correct female stereotype, which right. is not a woman actually in power, not a woman actually pursuing something for her own interests, not for that of her family. Even if it's at a, at a hearing to confirm a woman to the highest court in the land, they're still yeah. doing what they can to reinforce the women are best at home with the children and doing laundry and that's it yeah it's just it's all a game to 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 keep control of the populace because they, they're all insecure and mm. they
1: slip out they cannot hide this it's the yeah. same thing as like oh and lindsey graham i'm so tired of her antics during these <laughs> it's like she's auditioning for the crucible every time she did. like even during kavanaugh and kavanaugh started crying for like the third time when he was like i like beer and lindsey was like i have never and you're like all right leslie jordan sit down like i can't deal with with his antics. And then when he was like, have you heard anyone on your side of the aisle wanting to go back to the good old oh, days.
0: Days of, of segregation.
1: Like, like, <laughs> I was like, I'm just waiting for him to say uppity. Like Lindsey, stop Lindsay, talking.
2: Lindsey Graham is like if somebody like did a Ouija board over a Tennessee Williams play. Like <laughs> He is like the conjured spirit of a racist, closeted character in like, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof or something like, <laughs> it's Liz- crazy. Uh,
1: and yeah. I don't even
2: care if you're care if you're gay, Lindsay. Stay in the
1: closet. Right. I don't care. I don't Just want Mike Pence on our team. Stay <laughs> in the closet if you are. Like, but stop making laws. And Lindsay, I mean, Jamie Harrison is kicking his yeah. ass. is breaking laws. On the floor of this hearing, asking for donations for him, like, no, and there's no consequences. There's right. no consequences.
0: That's the problem. These people think they're invincible because nobody has actually ever said no to them. And that's what drives right. me crazy, even when we, right. you know, talk about Trump. I mean, that's how he's president of the United States. Uh, but I do want to shift gears now and let's talk about Trump and Biden and the town halls that happened. So oh my goodness. I, I gave right. you all an assignment and nobody wanted to take the Trump town hall. <laughs> 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 but I ended up watching both of them. Um, but let's talk about Biden first and foremost. I, you know, Biden wasn't, I don't think he was really anybody's first choice in the primaries. I've never had an issue with Biden, but he was just there. Like he was great. I loved him and Obama together, but he wasn't my first. He really impressed me in this in this town hall more so than in, in anything else I've seen him in because I felt like he was, his demeanor was very calm. I felt his answers were very succinct. And he did show like, I can do this without being flustered by th- this, you know, petulant child yelling at me on stage while I'm trying to talk so I really enjoyed a lot of the things that he had to say I love that he brought up the crime bill and he finally said what I think a lot of black Americans were wanting him to say that he did regret some of the aspects that were part absolutely. of it absolutely um so um you know indeedy I'm gonna start with you what was your feeling in regards to Biden with his town hall
3: Absolutely. I think Biden, like you said, is gaining more confidence with how he presents himself to the American people. I think that when he doesn't have to face Trump, that he's just more calm in his demeanor. Like you said, um, I like the fact it even um, it it goes to the point that we talked about the first podcast when we would really just want politicians to own up to some of the mistakes that they have made in the past. So that was really great um, for him to do that because we just want authenticity and we just want people to be real with us. And so um, Biden wasn't my first choice either. Um, But here we are. And I think that he's doing a pretty good job in his campaign so far. I just hope he, as long as he continues along this vein, I think that he'll have a good shot of winning. Great. Ian,
2: what about you? Uh, I I totally agree. I think he was so candid and real, especially with the people that were asking questions. And yes, to Stephanopoulos as well. But like, it just felt like he was sitting there listening to them listening to their question, listening to everything he could gain about who they were and responding quickly and and, and honestly. And, and I know that there's people in the headlines saying he was rambling, but I, it, to me, it never felt like it was a problem. He felt like he was spur the moment reacting to these people, not with rehearsed answers for the most part and being very like real. And that was, it was like, it was so refreshing.
1: Same, I you know people. Someone tried to attack him and be like, it's like watching a Mister Rogers episode. And I'm like, and thank God for that. Like, yeah. it was so nice. What's wrong nice. with that? It was <laughs> so yeah. nice. It was kind. It was empathic. It was. I mean, so what I did is I watched the Biden town hall, and during the commercials, thank goodness, I jumped onto Twitter to see what shit show was happening over with the same,
2: yeah, with the, with
1: the Trump fiasco. Um, and I think what we have to remember, you know, people give Biden a hard time about his know um, uh, what the hell you want to pronounce it. And they, they have happened. They have happened. The thing that we I want people to remember is no one is ever, he's never going to have to deal with someone screaming at him and interrupting him like Donald Trump does. No foreign dignitary, no foreign leader behaves in a manner as Donald Trump does. So none of them, that's why Joe Biden is so respected. We don't see and the bottom line is, is and, and if, if someone wants to correct me on this, they can. I, I believe that Trump knew exactly what he was doing by attacking him in the first debate, interrupting him, because what it does is it flusters him, and mm. it brings out the stutter.
2: And yeah. when the stutter yeah. comes out,
1: people want to say Joe Biden's mind is getting weak, and that's right. not what's happening. Mm-hmm. Any human being who is attacked and verbally abused the way Donald Trump was doing it, and if you have any, any experience with an abusive relationship, it triggered the hell out of a lot of people that debate did. I'm sure. So no foreign leader is going to talk to someone like that. I know that the Biden we saw in this town hall is the Biden that talks to foreign leaders, is the Biden Mm. that talks to marginalized communities, is the Biden when a Black man says to him, instead of looking at me and saying, if I don't vote for you, I ain't Black, what else do you have to say to me? Mm. I could have tripped someone up Absolutely, because he those were his words. It yeah. was right yeah. moments where someone used one of those things that that may not have been what he meant, but he, he had to hear it back, and he was able to respond to that young man in a way, and he was also willing to talk to him until he was satisfied with the answer. It wasn't like, here's my answer, let's move on. It was, yeah. was that... Yeah was that enough for yeah. you? How do you yeah. feel about what I just said? And I think it's a mutual respect that he shows mm-hmm. for his constituents and for the mm-hmm. voters around the country.
0: First of all, just thinking of that, because I, I didn't, it didn't click with me until you said that, you know, Donald Trump was, it was very um, calculated what he was doing to to uh, trigger the stutter with him. And that like, breaks my heart because mm-hmm. he's just a freaking bully. <laughs> like he's <laughs> yeah, just bully. a big old bully. But I think that a lot of people view that for some reason as like strength or he's being strong or he's, you know, Mm. being commanding. And I don't understand how people cannot see that he's Mm -hmm. just a bully. It it, it really drives me crazy that people think I read a status actually during, um, the debates between Trump and Biden. And it basically said all of that. It's like, you see this, I see this, you see this, Mm -hmm. I see this. And it was just the complete contrast. Mm. And it, you know, we talk about Amy Coney variance religion being a cult, but I'm
2: convinced that the, all the MAGA uh, followers—that oh, is 100%. a cult, 100%. Yeah. It's, well, I think
3: it's—I it's think
2: it's because they, when they see him do stuff like that, or really anything he ever does in his life, they see themselves. Mm-hmm. And the and 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 I, I don't want to generalize, but I would say that the overwhelming amount of his supporters are cripplingly insecure undereducated, I won't say not educated, but undereducated, uh straight white males, mm. and they're you know the, the people in their perimeter and, and it, it breeds itself. I mean you can see it they, they see him being a bully to somebody with a stutter who's mm-hmm. by all accounts a better man and more intelligent than him, right? So when that happens on the, the school field or when that happens in school or whatever or in your neighborhood, the natural inclination for the person who's perceives themselves as lower is to be the bully. And that's why all yeah. these people like him is because they see that strength that they either A, did themselves and were criticized for, and they feel like he's now making it okay. Or B, they see in him something that they may not, maybe never had the balls to do or the, or the yeah. um, absurdity to do. So they like it. And I think what happens is all of his followers were not the insecure straight white males, you know, because there's, he has a lot of followers. Um, I think those people are in periphery to, to people like him. And they don't know any better example of manliness or strength that yeah. makes them feel okay. Because as soon as you call somebody who, doesn't, who isn't a bully, somebody who is outwardly respectful, if want, the minute you call them more manly and stronger than Donald Trump, which there's no doubt that Biden <laughs> is, it, make, it plays on the insecurity that those people have.
1: I think it's, we, it's, much, it's, much yeah. e-
2: it's much easier to grasp onto somebody who's a giant piece of garbage and mm. is mean and is sad and is angry and insecure than it is to confront your own flaws.
3: And, and I another, think that's
2: what what's happens. Go ahead.
3: And another thing is that he gets rewarded for it. This is a man who has bullied his way throughout the entire campaign trail, making fun of disabled people, making fun of Latinos, making fun of women, misogynistic remarks. And he has ascended to the highest heights of the land. So they see somebody like that, like he's a bully and he's getting everything. When he makes fun of somebody, he demeans somebody. It's on every news channel. He's getting exactly what he wants.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: We've He's, also still a a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's still a
0: loser
1: to
3: me. He's still
0: a loser to me. Sorry.
1: Yeah, a loser. Yeah. I, that's
3: loser behavior.
0: Yeah. yeah. But sorry, Dana, go ahead. What were you saying? No,
1: it's okay. I saying we as a society, you know, I, if you read Mary Trump's book, there's a big part about how uh, you know his bravado and his ability to be a bully, it was actually rewarded by his father, so this mm. is something that was definitely in uh, you know put into his psyche from a very young age and Unfortunately, we as a society see that type of behavior as masculine and right. the the softness of Joe Biden, even down and I will say this and, and I understand I will respect people when they say they are uncomfortable with someone 's touch. But mm-hmm. even down to Joe Biden's sensitivity and the way he hugs and yeah. holds people, he has yeah. had a tremendous amount of life loss mm-hmm. in his life from his first wife and child to his son. And so he holds on to people very tightly yeah. in the world. Yeah. And, so, and unfortunately, we have half the country calling him a pedophile because of it. That's mm-hmm. where a lot of this comes in, where- yeah we as a society have um, just unfortunately, the idea of what a man looks like has now been bastardized by Trump even further than it was before. And those are the, the the gap between that gentle man that Joe Biden is and whatever the hell Trump comes off to be has gotten wider. And I think we need to to, to bridge that gap. And um, hopefully, I mean, I feel like people that are like gender, gender non-binary and people that don't subscribe to the, you know, the, the that, that gender profile are the ones that are blurring those lines for us. And if right. we allow ourselves to listen and go, yeah, I, that's not, that doesn't define what a man is. And that doesn't define what a woman is. It allows us to look into our own self and go, that's, I like that masculine part of myself. Or for a man right. to do, I really like that soft part of myself. But Donald mm-hmm. Trump is not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I think that's a valuable point because, um, you know, we can get into the whole masculinity and femininity conversation, but that's not what we're focusing on. But in sure. terms of Joe Biden, when all of um, those allegations against him did start to come out, and I really, really listened, because again, I'm not one that's ever going to take away from somebody else's truth and based on how they felt. But when I've watched Joe Biden, that's kind of always the the vibe I've gotten from him, that he's just, right. he's, it's, it's a comforting. And, you know, even bringing up the loss of his family, that kind of re- stated that um, my perception of him, that it it was from a good place and good intention. But he also had the humility to come out and say, you know, things are changing and I'm willing to to change with them. So uh, that's why I appreciate him so much. And I think that, that where we are in the world, it really is upsetting that we have to pray and hope for somebody to lead this country that just has an ounce of empathy and humanity at this point because we've lost it over the last Mm -hmm. few years. Like it's completely gone. There is literally Mm -hmm. no humanity in that White House or anybody Mm -hmm. in that administration. Um, So, you know, I'm hoping I'm praying that November 3rd will, will be a change. Uh, we we'll still have a lot of work to do, even if he does get elected. Oh, but, yes, you know, yeah. that, that's what I'm hoping for. Um, but talking a little bit about uh, Trump's town hall, I, I, I will say the takeaway that I got from it is that he thought it was a setup, and I completely do think it was for all the right reasons <laughs> because I do. I 100% think that they set him up to make him look like the idiot that he is, and I'm here for it. Savannah Guthrie did not let up, and what I loved was seeing a strong woman, because I was like, Savannah Guthrie from The Today Show? Like, why is she interview the president? I, like, I, just, like, I, I take back my, like, I like her on The Today Show, but I was like, what? She killed it. She really did not let up on anything with him. She didn't let him, you know, not answer. She didn't let him evade. She's like, no, but this is this, this is this, you said this, and I really give her props. And I think that that was the whole point of them scheduling this. I really wish it wasn't scheduled the same time as Biden's, but I'm not as mad at NBC as I was in the beginning.
1: I actually, uh, I, I, th- I have the same school of thought, honey. I, um, I think it was Fred Guttenberg uh, down in uh, Florida who said, you know, I owe NBC an apology. You know, you got, we got to see exactly who Trump was. Mm-hmm. And we have to remember, Susan Guthrie took Matt Lauer's position. So this is a woman that was yeah. put in place of someone who was dismissed because of sexual misconduct. Yeah, and yeah, now yeah. she's sitting in front of someone who has, you know, over mm-hmm. 25 allegations from different women. She's not going to back down to this right. guy. And right. what blows my mind is the hypocrisy from the right being like, she, you know, it was, a, it was a, a blitz or whatever they called it, and she completely attacked him. She did the same thing to Trump yep. that Trump did to Biden in the first debate, and no one said a damn thing. 100%. The difference is what she was saying was actually live fact-checking. She wasn't interrupting <laughs> him to throw him off. She was right. literally fact-checking him in live time. That's
0: right. what it was. Right, right. And I, I enjoyed every bit of it. So, um, I, I don't, are there any more debates left? That was there, one yeah, one. There's, there's the one, more. one more. Okay, I thought so. I was, wasn't sure. Yeah. So, I'm looking forward to that and uh, we'll see how it goes.
3: Something should be said that we didn't want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> like all four of us were like, I don't want to watch this. I mean, mm-hmm. that's how far down we've gone that we don't even want to watch someone who's running for the president of the United States. Well, you know, the, maybe there's maybe,
1: the... Not even just running,
3: he is the
1: president. He
2: yeah,
3: I can't do but, this. <laughs>
2: that's the that's the beautiful thing that I, I found through all of it is that going in, people were mad at NBC. Clearly, the Trump campaign was like, we're going to do it. We're going to get all the best ratings. It's going to be a smash success. And it completely wasn't. It was totally a setup for the right reasons. Like you said, he didn't get better ratings than Joe Biden. And he made himself look like even more of a fool. I mean, it, it was and, and and like you said, how none of us wanted to watch it. Talking with some some friends of mine, I would say I know a few of them did watch his, but most people watched Biden's. And mm-hmm. that's that's really great to me is that we've managed to a little bit grow out of this wanting, be, not being able to tear ourselves away from the presidential car crash. Yeah. yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, he benefit. had
0: 3 million more viewers. Biden had 3 million more viewers than Trump. I'm surprised. Did Trump say anything about it? I didn't see his, like, he probably said or... he had
2: the best, biggest ratings crowd right. ever. Yeah. Ever yeah.
0: in life. Yeah, of course, because yeah. that's what he says, because he's <laughs> insane. Um, So, but let's shift gears a little bit. So, uh, this week, again, like we said, was a very eventful week, and... I, I personally am of the mindset, I don't care when celebrities get involved in politics. They're humans, oh, too. They're voting. I think that they should. However, Ice Cube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, however, Lord. Comma. However, so I have a lot of feelings about this. So the, the situation with Ice Cube is that he put out a contract with Black America to both the Biden campaign and the Trump campaign. Both campaigns reached back to him. Biden campaign said, we love what you're doing. Let's you know, discuss this after the election and really dive into it. Trump campaign because he is trying to pander to black people right now because he's losing in the polls. Let's just be honest. They reached out to Ice Cube and was like, hey, let's talk about some of the things that you have in this contract. We can put it in our platinum plan. That if you haven't seen the Platinum Plan, it's the plan that Trump put out uh like a month or six weeks ago for black people, which you've been president for how long and you're just not thinking of us, but that's another conversation. Um, and you know, he decided I'm gonna work with uh, I'll work with the Trump campaign because they reached out to me. Now. I am the type of person that I do believe you should have conversations with people on power. I do believe in giving people the chance to right wrongs. I believe in grace. I believe in having conversations. But Trump is not it, and he's not going to do any of the stuff that he says in this platinum plan. It is just to get a vote. So I really don't know why Ice Cube, Mr. NWA, at the police, Trump needs to get arrested. In 2018, he's rapping about thinks that this is going to make a difference. Somebody else talk.
3: <laughs> oh, thank you for throwing this topic open. I am, my heart is breaking. <laughs> Why are these rappers speaking on behalf of Black people? One, I did not elect Ice Cube to speak for me. Him, Diddy. Um, As much as Cardi B is popular and is using her platform, she's having conversations like, why do these politicians continue to listen to these rappers? It makes it look like black people are only rappers. Why not? Why don't we go to people who are educated in policy? How come nobody asked any attorneys? How come nobody asked anybody who's already in office? Why are we not asking people who are educated? Sorry, why? Why are we asking these rappers who grew up in Compton about the contract for black people? It doesn't make any sense. I didn't elect any of them to speak on behalf of me. (laughs) And another thing is, I looked at uh, Trump's Platinum Plan. It's not saying nothing. I compared his plan for Black America to Biden's plan for Black America. Biden had uh, facts. He has numbers. He has different things down to the D, down to the T on what he wants done for for Black America. Trump's Platinum Plan is like we're going to create five hundred thousand dollars in new jobs. We're going to empower the Black Church. It's like no one's asking <clears throat> you to empower the Black Church to do anything black church is fine that's not the problem we don't we don't need you i don't even know what you're talking about the black church and then it's just so it's very disheartening to see these rappers continue to stick their neck out to speak on behalf of us when nobody asked them to speak on behalf of us and then when you when when people inquire into your platforms you don't know anything about it
0: right because i
3: actually went on on roland martin's show and he was stuttering he didn't know what he was talking about he didn't know anything so i was like if you're gonna have a plan really know your plan like what are you doing you're making yourself look stupid. It's just dumb. My thing
0: is, I don't have an issue with with, uh, celebrities and public figures stepping up. But the problem is is that it was very apparent that Ice Cube had not had any conversations with people that aren't rich and famous about what Mm. they want. And he also didn't really seem to have read Biden's plan or Trump's plan. He just put out his own plan, or whoever he had write it for him. And now this whole fiasco is happening. So, I mean, Ian and Dana, feel free to to comment on anything. Ian
1: and Dana, the two whitest people in this podcast, (laughs) are like, uh, I'm just gonna uh, listen. (laughs) I'm just gonna listen. You know, the the
2: only thing I'll say is that, as you know, Melinda, I had to like text you and try to figure out what was happening. Every time I see something about Ice Cube, the question I want to ask is, why aren't you more like Ice T? <laughs> that's that's just it.
1: And me as a comedian, I'm looking at this going, it is totally like, like on brand for the Trump administration to name a plan for the Black community one of the whitest precious metals yes, yes. ever yes. existed. It's called the Platinum Plan. Platinum. I mean, it is well, the whitest thing you could possibly
2: come I, up I with. I felt I felt like it it. The name sounds like something you would market at like a buffet in Branson, Missouri, or something. Like it's like <laughs> it's like like the word platinum makes it sound like cool and fancy and rich and powerful, but it's actually like three day old steak and like <laughs> a, a ticket to the the Jim Spencer show or whatever. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It, it just feel, it felt so nothing against Branson because Branson's actually a really fun place, but it it. It, the, the name feels dishonest, and it's yeah. not even marketed towards me.
0: Right, you know what I mean. Right.
1: <laughs> no, I <think> <laughs> this is, something's off about this. <laughs> there's, two, there's two things happening in, in in the white community. that I will say this as part of it that I feel like, um, like when Kanye started running, and people were like, "Oh no, he's going to take black votes from Biden." Mm-hmm. One, I don't think you're giving the black community enough right. credit right. to like, think that we, this we don't guy, want Kanye. We don't want, you don't want Kanye. <laughs> and I feel like the same thing now is like I'm worried that you know Ice Cube for him to put out the plan to both you know camps and saying that well Trump said that he you know showed me what the changes he was going to do. Of course he did. Just like Mexico's going to pay for the wall and blah mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. Like mm-hmm. of course he's going to tell you exactly what you want to hear so that you'll make the public announcement when. In 2018, he was literally on Twitter saying, there's no way in hell I will ever endorse Donald Trump. Right,
0: right. So that makes
1: me worry about his convictions, Ice Cube's convictions, that one little word of saying, yes, this is what we're going to do is going to make you make a public announcement. Mm -hmm. Like that's what bothered me so much. If it was even that, you know, if the Jewish community, someone in the Jewish community, I don't know, Rabbi Shlomo went up to the Trump administration. <laughs> there's gotta be a Rabbi Shlomo. Everybody's a shlomo. shlomo. There's
2: gotta be at least one. I gotta find it. I gotta find this rabbi. I <laughs> I <know. What>
1: is
2: <laughs> and I say that as a
1: Jew, trust me, there's a shlomo in every family. <laughs> uh, if we went and you know, and the rabbi went to you know the Biden camp and the Trump camp, and they, you know Biden said we'll talk about this after the election, and Trump was like, "Oh, here is my two-page pamphlet on the 40 pages that you just submitted to me." It would really bother me that someone would take him at his word. This man has lied. It's yeah. mm. about everything. The deaths, <laughs> as deaths we've had from COVID is the same amount of lies that has come out as this guy's mm. mouth, and he's mm-hmm. been elected. So that just. That's the thing that bothers me the most is that someone with such a base like Ice Cube would make such a public yeah. announcement so that it reached so many people when he has zero proof in his hand that any of these things right. are going to be implemented. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Now, on the other side, we got P. Diddy coming in with uh, his new political party called Our Black Party. And oh, uh, his, I, so I have a
1: couple, I have a couple of it. <laughs> I, I read it.
0: So, So here's the thing. I don't I do know what his I, I'm glad that he's trying to get Trump out of office so I will give him that thank you yay yes. ha, ha, ha. okay other thing is why are you starting a political party two why?
3: three I feel like
0: people aren't putting the focus on the right things so when you're in a, a position the way that Ice Cube and are, I do think if you want to help the black community then freaking help the black community so what mm. I think personally, P Diddy should have done, not start your own political party, but some sort of organization that goes out into Black communities and educates them about voting, educates them Mm -hmm. about policy, educates them about different propositions and things so that they understand what policies affect them, what they should be voting for. And like, that's what needs to be focused on, not mm-hmm. just creating your own party, because we're getting back into this whole segregation feel, I, mm-hmm. personally. That's how it's coming across to me. Yeah.
2: So, sorry, doesn't LeBron, is it LeBron that has like a big uh, organization that, that seeks to educate about voting rights and the government? I if it, if anybody did, it probably would be LeBron, right. I, right. yeah. I
3: do remember something. I think it's an NBA player, NBA or NFL. Someone has like a Know Your Rights camp. Yeah. Is it Kaepernick? Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, Kaepernick has but Know Your Rights. Like yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I
3: love stuff like that. But yeah. starting your own political party for Black people it just makes it seem like Black people think exactly the, certain, the same yes. way. Yes. And that's yes. very detrimental. Um, and another so thing is like, why are we not working together? Why is one person doing this and one person is doing that? Why can't we form some type of committee if you really want to be Coalition. involved in the yeah. process? Yeah. My whole thing is civic engagement. I I want to see more people involved in this process and knowing more about politics. But why are we starting contracts with Black America? I was like, who did you contract with? Like, <laughs> like what happened? Or yeah. like political parties? I was like, I don't, I, I'm not quite sure. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, and yeah. I think if it you, stems.
1: If you look at the, the other side. The white party's not working out very well. So maybe they shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna tell you that. Tell you that right now is yeah. a white person. Yeah. It's not really going well in this camp either. So yeah.
2: I feel like a lot of it stems from mental illness on the parts of some celebrities and the president. And just like, I think especially now because of the pandemic, I feel like a lot of it stems from an attempt to stay relevant. And yeah. it, lo- looking at just Ice Cube and P Diddy from, you know, in that microcosm, they're musical artists where music itself, listening to music is still relevant, but live performance and, and coming out with new stuff, that, that whole industry is completely different now. So there's definitely a, a sense of, I, I think, from their part, wanting to be part of the conversation again.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: On top of just being artists who are older now and, and obviously mm-hmm. not new and fresh. And I think a lot of people see that in a way of, you know, the way to do that is to be political and i mean you you see it on in in the non african american community as well especially in with a lot of like country artists and stuff like that doing things for trump and, and and coming out and you know say what you will about him but like at least ted nugent as crazy as he is like he he has put his money where his mouth is and i think it's indicative of he actually believes these things and wants to use his convictions to better whatever community he sees whereas a lot of people judd into the arena with political parties or contracts or just ideas or statements that really are only focused on making themselves look good so mm-hmm. people are talking about them and what they're doing for the community mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. it's it's about that and not about how is the community benefiting
3: right i have to agree with that i do because diddy he has a big ego i'm not gonna <laughs> lie so if it benefits him and why wouldn't he go yeah, for it? For sure. Right. But my thing
0: though, is especially with you know black Americans that have made you know exponential success and they, they are public figures and celebrities, you aren't always in that position. So I don't right. see why it is so difficult for them to kind of go back to their roots and realize, okay, I grew up like this. So how would mm-hmm. I want to fix that? They're coming at it from a place of wealth and from a place of of black privilege, to be honest. and and sure. that's not how to approach the situation.
2: Yeah. When yeah.
1: You were saying this about not starting another party. There are organizations, black organizations, that have been in the trenches doing the work for 50 yeah. years. If you yeah. want to make a difference, give them a million dollars. Have a yeah. more public profile yes. so that people can see this because the work they're doing has actually worked. Yeah. So yeah. that's yeah. what I would love to see. I and mean, right. I say that from anyone who has money give it to yeah. an yeah. organization that has been yeah. doing this for 50 years and
2: right. just needs the public platform. for yeah. people yeah, yeah, running yeah. for office. These yeah. campaigns any need money too mm-hmm. the idea mm-hmm. that any of it is a new idea is just it's baloney it's, yeah. it's like you're not you know no one's no one's coming up with this for the first time right yeah. you know what i mean and, and yeah. i'm all for <laughs> right. abolishing a two-party system like, me too i, I think i sure. think that's the real that's the political solution to a lot mm-hmm. of the problems in this country is is moving away from you know the blue and red only you know really controlling things much easier said than done obviously but like it, but like Just saying, I'm going to start a new party. Like, okay, great. So it's another party that people are going to stop hearing about (laughs) that isn't (laughs) Democrats or Republicans. And what have you done? Right, right. right. You know, where's that money going? And
1: stop coming in at the 12th hour. Uh, build, build, a part, coalition. build a coalition for three years so that you can run as a legitimate, so you can get the funding in the general election, stop coming in at the 12th hour and mm-hmm. trying to sabotage elections. And I'm not saying that's what P is doing at all.
2: No. But when yeah, you start
1: yeah. a third party, because at least like you said, Melinda, he is saying our first you know, uh, goal is to get Trump out of office. I do mm-hmm. kind of think it's funny when they're like, "We welcome everyone who believes in you know the black community and moving the African community forward, whether Democrat or Republican." Yeah, I white, was like, because there's a lot of Republicans. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, come we
0: on. don't want Candace Owens, but that's no, another we, conversation. We not. We don't.
1: No, she's yours. Will... Yeah. No, she's not.
0: <laughs> she is not. What I will say that I do appreciate about. Ice Cube and P. Diddy kind of coming forward with whatever they're coming forward with is that I do think it's putting <laughs> spotlight on the fact that Black Americans' needs have, and we talked about this before, have still to this day not been met in America. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm hoping afraid. that God willing that Biden it, when he is put into office, that he does everything on the lift every voice and sing plan is, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it is done.
3: Oh, well, I'm holding first. him to that.
0: Gotta hold him accountable. So uh, I, I think your
3: student loan portion i'm holding you to the (laughs) whole thing (laughs) that's
1: one of the things like we've got the progressive left and i want to get too far into this but there's a lot of crazy roses on twitter that are saying you know I'm not voting for Biden, burn this thing down. I know
0: who you're but, talking about. <laughs> yep.
1: I'm not gonna mention anyone by name no, because man, yes. their followers yes, are yes, crazy. Yes, very. But getting Biden in there, when you have Elizabeth Warren and you've got Sanders in the Senate and you've got these people, a voice in his ear, and I'm not saying they're gonna put, you know, Elizabeth Warren on the cabinet because we need her as a senator in Massachusetts, especially with right now a Republican governor, but the bottom line is, is that tr- if you think Trump, and is another 4 years of trump is somehow going to push your progressive uh, ideologies any more than a biden administration would you are very mistaken yep. at yep. least get him in, in there i know that you have someone with a listening ear mm-hmm. that is going to hear this you've got aoc pushing in congress you've got you know the the the, the squad all of them pushing for progressive mm-hmm. uh, ideologies like Please, and I don't know who's hearing this, but like now's not the time to dig in your heels and yeah. and do a protest vote. We need you so yeah. we can shift things. This yes. is the yes. soul it's, of our nation.
2: Yeah, it's mm. such a like naive and entitled point of view to have, in my opinion. Uh, and, I, and I don't care if any of those people hear it because it's it's entitled. It's yeah. it's being able to sit there and complain for four years as loud as possible about mm. everything that we've seen, and then to say, well. The person I didn't want wasn't chosen, so let's burn it all down because Mm. that's the answer. It's like it's privilege. Check your privilege, man. Yeah, Yeah. Like It doesn't mean that your your you know far left progressive ideals aren't ever going to happen. In fact, most of them are great. But agreed. It's just not seated in reality, or and (laughs) and it demonstrates like a surface level lack of awareness as to how this country works or how this country Mm -hmm. was intended to work, and that's honestly this, in this election season, I have more, um, i trying to think of a polite word, I have more <laughs> ire directed towards those people than any Republicans, because those people are the ones that are sitting there complaining. It. And you know, if Trump wins again, they're going to complain yeah. just as loud, but they won't do any real thing. Yeah they like,
1: They're like the Veruca Salt. I don't know who's listening <laughs> that knows what that is, but oh, like the Veruca Salt <laughs> yeah. left going, I want it now, daddy. I yeah. want it yep. now. Uh, for, was that the singer
3: or from? Um, um, but Willy Wonka. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. Veruca yeah, Salt. They were, yeah.
2: they were a band. It was a band, yeah. Oh, a band is cool. I was like, I, I was think do it was Willy Wonka though. Yeah, yeah, that's I might go for
3: candy I, I, first.
2: Yes. Okay, good. Thank <laughs> you yes. to do that. Candy. I think the band was named after the Willy Wonka. Character. Okay, it's, it oh, came okay. out of my
1: head in my 90s, uh, like I'm an 80s baby, but the no. 90s in me went, wait, did I just try and make a really like poignant point? It was
3: poignant, I, we
2: understood, we're like, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, with you. Well, we're with you, we're with you. <laughs> See, it's, good. it's good because it, it's anybody who was around in the 90s, not anybody, most people who were around in the 90s who got the band reference, probably are old enough to appreciate the Willy Wonka okay, reference. Good, yeah. So it was, so it was, very, a, it was a good smart, right. two prongs. It was good, yeah, Dana, yeah, it okay. was good.
0: All right, so now we know on Wednesday, the Senate, the damn Senate, is finally voting about COVID relief. I don't know how many Americans have been waiting for more COVID relief. We've all been in this terrible position. Yeah. Do you think that they are going to come to some sort of agreement?
2: No. Absolutely not. <laughs>
1: See, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate, even though I agree with both of you. I'm going to play devil's advocate <laughs> okay. and say that Amy McGrath and Mitch McConnell are so close in this election now. If Mitch McConnell does not get something passed, I think it's going to look very, very bad for him and Senate Republicans at this point. So I would not be surprised to try and save their ass if they fold. But,
2: mm. but we'll see. Yeah, see, that's but that's the president The
1: president can veto it. So what does that mean? Unless they I get 60 percent.
2: I think it's because it, my thought behind it is is kind of along those lines, uh, Dana, is that this is simply McConnell's attempt to make it look like the Senate Republicans are trying to help the American people mm-hmm. and that the president and the Democrats are the ones to shoulder the blame for it not happening. I don't think they'll fold. I think they'll pass whatever targeted bill they're going to put forth, which is probably the same one from last month. Right. Um, but they're doing it as an exercise to let they "Look, we look. We're doing this. We're trying to do it. But it's these other people that are that are you know, saying no, because I, I think really that they're truly like, they don't care about the president anymore. It's all yeah. about preserving the Senate GOP.
0: Yeah, it does seem like they are kind of straying away from him, you know, at the more that he has his meltdown. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think Dana, I could see that happening. Honestly, I could,
1: I could. I don't trust any of them anymore. So I'm just I mean, trying to, yeah. you know what I mean? How can like, you? Yeah. How I just can, can you? Know. And I I'm think, not happy with Feinstein or Feinstein, yeah, right. I know, I just know her last name. But <laughs> I like, shouldn't you? <laughs> I know, I was like, I don't know, Iceberg, Steve you know, Goldberg, yeah, something, the Titanic. I mean, I'm so bad. I'm such a bad Jew. <laughs> uh, but not A all? lot of people, you know, there is an older, <laughs> There, I love this. Like, you and I are both Sunday school dropouts probably, but... Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> It's like this older generation, and listen, I don't care if it's Republican or Democrat, if you cannot change with the times, I'm okay voting you out to have someone in there that is willing to. I'm not one of those people that will just vote party line for no reason or to hang on to the old ship just because it's, you know, solid. It's starting to decay and it's starting to weaken as well. So I would rather get fresh blood in there that wants to, you know, there is no reason, no reason she should have touted Lindsey Graham for that Senate hearing. Mm. No reason, mm. but so Senate. I'm going back to the COVID relief. Uh, I know I can get a little bit chatty. Oh no, you're um, fine. I don't. I don't honestly. I I can see them doing something sketchy. So it looks like they're helping us, and they're not.
0: Right, right. I I, I agree. Indeedy, same.
3: Same. I I'm rooting for the American people right now. I'm, a lot of people are hurting <clears throat> right now. A lot of people need that aid. Um, There's other countries who've been in the same or similar situation to us, and they've received so much more from their government. So right now it's just, it looks really bad on us. And then we need to get those jokers out of there because you are elected. You're supposed to be working for us. So I don't care about your party. Get the job done. That's what you're in Congress for.
0: It's really crazy to me how little the american people have been in priority <laughs> for the senate like it's it's really really mind boggling just to yeah, i mean you guys they're taking recesses and vacations and they're just That's like to they're trying to like sweep this under the rug and just yeah. like oh maybe it'll go away if we just mm-hmm. don't talk about it or deal with it anymore but you know they are trying to save face a little bit so we'll, i feel we'll like they they see.
2: realized probably in april or may that the way the administration was handing the pandemic does not look good considering how much they've propped up the administration. So I feel like with that knowledge and them knowing the Democrats are probably not going to agree to anything that's insulting to the American people. Yeah. Or that the president puts forth, I think they've been backpedaling for further for longer than it seems like. And that's why they've been just going on recesses and vacations and putting up these bills that may align with their beliefs but they that they know aren't going to get passed. It's all about the blame not being on them.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, this vote happens on uh, Wednesday, so we will have to wait and see what happens. And, of course, we'll talk about it again next week. We are 16 days away from the election. I I feel like I'm getting more and more stressed. I know.
1: If
0: you haven't voted yet, please, listeners, vote, vote, vote. If you need help, contact somebody can even message me please just vote but thank you guys so much for joining me for this episode dana it was great having you and
1: chatting with you again this was awesome thank you so much for having me on Uh, nadini and and so nice to meet you both yeah likewise likewise. melinda don't ever leave that little baby alone with me I, you'll never see it I will steal oh. your child it is the most beautiful thing oh thank you so much oh my so congratulations to you and your husband thank I've been able you. to tell you that but thank my you. goodness, my I goodness. Appreciate that yeah she's she's um, a, a mobile
0: handful and Ian it's so funny because he has a daughter and we you know we've been friends for a while he's always like oh this is gonna happen oh you're gonna go gray oh she's mobile now watch <laughs> out and it's all true it's all true
2: and it it's you're
0: you haven't seen anything yet
2: <laughs> I know oh she's, goodness.
0: I'm excited though. She's really been my saving grace during the pandemic. Probably would
1: have okay. gone crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, well, thank you again for listening. Make sure you subscribe to We Need to Talk on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify. And we will talk to you again next week.